Ron in Alaska's on the line and needs some help with energy efficiency. What can we do for you today? Well, I've got a house that was uh, pretty extensively remodeled and all polyurethane um, spray foam insulation. Nice. And we went in, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, we went into the first winter season, got into about the 10 degree Fahrenheit weather. I noticed a lot of frost buildup in various areas in my eaves. And as I look closer, the more I find. And then we come out of the cold it kind of cycles through about, uh, I don't know, a week period, and we come into some warmer weather, and I got water leaks, you know, um, around various areas down the side of the house and everything. So then I start taking a ladder and going up, and I got what I would call a hot roof. So I got tongue and groove. It, it's a it's vaulted ceiling, and then they put 2 by 12 um, uh rafters with OSB on top and then the shingles and, and in between the rafters they put the spray foam urethane. Well I can look up because I don't got my soffits closed in yet, I can look up with a bright light up in there and I see balls of ice on the on the bottom of the OSB. So it's you know, basically what's happening is I got a lot of little air leaks where hot, humid air from inside the house is venting out and then it uh um condensates i guess and freezes you know what's interesting about this story is it sounds to me like the insulation was not applied correctly because when you do spray foam insulation you convert your attic from a non-conditioned space to a conditioned space it more becomes part of the living space than the exterior space and when you use spray foam insulation you typically do not need ventilation uh, in fact, and sometimes the best thing to do is to seal off the old ventilation because spray foam insulation, again, when properly installed, does not need to be vented. Now, did, you said you put this up between the rafters. Did it cover the rafters or was it just sort of in, uh, covering the the, uh, the sheathing? Well, the rafters go all the because it is vented, so the rafters go all the way up to the OSB. Of course, but the, the thickness of the foam insulation, did, did it actually uh, cover the rafters when it was applied? No, because they, they put in 12-inch high rafters, and they only went with 8 inches I of see. foam, so there'd be 4 inches of venting. If you don't mind me asking, what brand insulation did you put in here? Ooh, I don't know. I know the company I used, but I don't know what brand they used. I think you need to reach out to the manufacturer and send some photos, because I suspect that this was not put in correctly. When you do foam insulation, you don't have to vent that space, and the fact that it is vented now means that you're going to have the same kinds of condensation issues that you had before, but maybe even potentially a little bit worse. So I, I suspect mm -hmm. there was an issue with the installation. This should not be happening. I personally have uh, a spray foam, converted spray foam attic where I have a very old house from the 1800s. And, you know, when, when the guys I hired put this in, they completely covered the rafters. And that space is, may, always amazes me especially when it's very cold or very hot outside, because when I go up there, it's the same temperature as the rest of the house. Uh, we, we lose no heat out of the attic, but there's no ventilation. Where there was a vent, we have a window, and we never had soffits. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. It was applied more of like a complete blanket across the whole roof where I've got breaks every time there's a rafter, there's a exactly. break. So they've got, done mm -hmm. it in rows. Yeah. Ah, very interesting, and I bet you that yeah, I bet you you're onto something there because uh, that's I've thought about every little angle other than that. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, if you go back to your contractor, you know they're probably going to have a bunch of excuses at this point. I would 
take photographs. I would figure out who the manufacturer is. I would contact their technical services department. So here's my situation. Can you help me out? Tell me what's going on uh, and how do I fix it? And they're probably going to point at the installation as the cause, but they'll tell you exactly what's going on. And then once you have that, then maybe you can go back to the contractor and say, look, <laughs> you guys made a mistake here and here's how, here's what has to happen. And, and at least so you'll, you'll, you won't, uh, you won't waste any time uh, being baffled if, uh, by uh, any potential contractor BS, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting. And I've got $36,000 under this roof and there's no access. It's, it's demolition to get to any of this. Area yeah. Well, that's why I say you need to, you need to get the right information here. And if you can't get it from the con from the manufacturer, then I would hire my own expert. I would find a good quality professional home inspector or an engineer to evaluate that project, compare it against the specs and uh, write a report determining what's happening and what has to be done to fix it. Okay. All right. Good help. One quick last question. Do you what type of engineer would I look for? Just a mechanical engineer? Or? No, probably a structural engineer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, or or a home inspector. You can go to ashi.org, A S H I, the American Society of Home Inspectors.org. Uh, and I actually I think it's homeinspector.org. Let me let me correct myself. And you could find an ASHI certified member uh, in your area. You'll probably get a list of of uh, two or three or four by zip code and I would talk to each one. Tell them what's going on and, and find out who's going to be uh, the most competent to, to come out and evaluate it and write a report about it. Okay, very helpful. Very much appreciated. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.